Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Stop working for nothing. It amazes me how many self-employed businesses, contractors work for zero, work for nothing. Um, and, and let me just clarify that. I'm talking about people like uh, designers, website builders, um, consultants, accountants, solicitors who do a lot of work for me, but don't charge me anything until they've done the work, until then you know, they've done the work and I say, that's okay. And then they send an invoice and it says on the invoice uh, payment terms within 30 days. So I've got another 30 days of free credit. And, you know, what? of course I pay the bills, but there's there's so many workers and builders are notorious. I mean, I, I've just had some work done by somebody who's, who's invoicing me for 14,000 pounds and he's had to pay materials and uh, buy a new kitchen and uh, all sorts of stuff and pay people on to do the work. And and he did the work what in uh, September October, and he's only just sending me the invoice now. I mean, what if I just didn't pay him? You know, it, it's amazing. So wh- what am I telling you here? Is is don't do it if you if you're a self employed person, a solicitor, accountant. Um, you know, always first of all agree terms up front. Secondly, get some payment up front. Get get a deposit. Get some if you're a builder, get money for materials and an invoice as you go along. Um, or get part payment or get it all. The best way is to get the whole payment. And you, oh, I can't do that. It's impossible. People don't pay it. No, of course not. Oh, no, don't, don't they? You know, now, if you think about um, a business with a system, I mean, when I'm talking about systemizing here, small businesses, self-employed people, they don't have a system. They, they go here, they go there, they do this job, they do that job. Um, you know, a, a plumber I knew, uh, he, he used to do a job, then he'd go home and type out an invoice on the computer and send it out to you and ask for a check. I mean, he had no 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 system. Whereas an, another guy I knew who's a locksmith, uh, he didn't do all that. He he turned up at the, at the job. Um, he had a credit card machine, tap there, finish payment. Here's your receipt. And he wrote out something. That's it, finished. He didn't have to go home and do anything. He was much more organized. Even he didn't have a full, full-blown system. But a big business has a system. So if you're a consultant working on the Upwork platform, which is a platform for freelancers, um, you know, you can't just hire them and say, do that job for me and I'll, I'll pay you, you know, when I can. No, you have to put some money in an escrow account up front so that they, when, when the job's signed off, you know, they, they get paid straight away. So there's very little chance of, of a contractor getting what I call knocked or, or not paid. So that, that's a system. Big businesses have a system. You know, when you when you do business with a, with a large business, they've usually got your credit card, like a big hotel group, for instance, they'll have your credit card in advance. So you, you can't just run off without paying the room. They'll, they'll check that the credit card works. Um, so what, what I'm saying is they're secure in, in their payment. The other thing I'd ask you is, are you using an accounting system? Uh, do you have a system for invoicing? Are you manually doing invoicing? Now, I've been guilty of this in the past, but you know now you've got to use 
some sort of system that your accountant is familiar with. Could be Sage. There's loads of them. There's loads of systems where you can do a lot of stuff on your phone. You can even record your expenses on the phone. So you're not sitting there with a pile of papers at the end of the tax year, because this is when a lot of self-employed people in the UK are starting to worry about their tax because the deadline, the final deadline is the end of January. After that, you get a hundred pound fine plus interest and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, people leave it to the last minute. Well, you know, that's because they procrastinate because it's so painful to do it and they procrastinate until it becomes more painful not to do it than than, than to sit back and, and wait. Uh, so having a system where you, you record your expenses, your income throughout the year, and you, you have within that system an invoicing system. So when you do the work, you can immediately send out an invoice or or send out a bill beforehand so that you're not you know running around chasing your tail. I know it's difficult, you know, when you're when you're self-employed because you're doing everything. You're you're the managing director, you're the cleaner, you're the you're the um you know the admin person, the salesperson, you're doing everything, right? So it is difficult. There's more more reason why you need a system. If you can't do it yourself, get a get a PA on, on Upwork to do it for you, you know, so that you you really are systemized. It's very, very important. Or you know, if you've got an accountant um, maybe you also need a bookkeeper. Maybe you need somebody to to do your your monthly books. Uh, I say books. It's it's really done on a spreadsheet that then you can give to your accountant at the end of the year. I've, I've used those sort of. If you're paying somebody, for instance, you want a payroll person to to do to deal with that. And you might say, well, no, it's not not not, not possible. You can't do that. People don't pay up front. Well, they do. You know, I had a builder once. He did quite a lot of work for me. Twenty thousand pounds worth of work for me. And I, I even advised him. I said, but why are you doing all this work without, uh, you know, without charging me? He said, you know what he said? He said, you've got an honest face. I'm, I, I swear to God, he said, you've got an honest face. Now, the next time I saw him, he'd done some work for a larger company uh, down in Kent. And he, and he, he was owed £100,000 and they were messing him around. I said, look, you've got to stop doing this. You know, you've got, and he was a good guy. You know, he's an honest guy, did a good job. You know, he paid people and he's all his workers and that sort of thing. But he was being screwed by this large company, quite a big company. Uh, and I offered to help him, put, in, put him in touch with them, debt collectors and that sort of thing. But you know, I felt sorry for him because he, he he not only was owed £100,000, but he's, he's also paid out money for his workers. He's paid out money. Uh, for materials and that sort of thing. I knew another care company I, I did some marketing work for. They were owed half a million pounds by the NHS uh, for, for for care workers and nurses they'd supplied to them on a temporary basis. And, and it was like a year and two years down the road, they hadn't been paid. You know, and they had to employ um, somebody just to deal with, you know, the debt collection within the firm. They're not, they're not called debt collectors, they're called credit controllers. But he had to phone them up, send out, resend invoices. The NHS and the government departments are the worst. And yet they're the ones talking about, oh, you know, make sure you get paid and you can charge interest and that sort of thing. But the, the, dealing with the NHS and any government contracts can be can be really bad. So I realised that, you know, you, you can't do this with everybody. But let me give you an example of my own experience. And, and this was, um, you know, when we had the recruitment company and, and we used to do immigration work for people. And our policy was to get money up front, just get get the payment up front, because whenever we did a favor for somebody or said, OK, look, OK, we'll, we'll we'll send your papers into the home office and then you can pay me next week because I know you're going to get paid next week. They always never paid. And once the documents were in the home office, it was very difficult to retract it, you know, um, and you couldn't if, when they got their passport back with their with their, their citizenship, 
you can't keep their passport. You can't say, well, you know, I'll hold your passport until you get paid. And, and people really mess up. I had to go to court, county court, get the money off this particular guy. I remember him. So we always used to get up payment up front. Now, our competitors didn't. They say, oh, no, you can't do that. They haven't got any money. You have to start the work. And I said, no, don't do that. You know, and they were always owed money. One guy was owed money for five years. I mean, these people, had he'd, he'd done their, their initial work. He'd done their indefinite leave. He'd done their passport. They were living as citizens in the UK, still hadn't paid him five years later. And they did it on the old oh, drip payment. I'll give you 50 pounds. No, no. We said, and he said, you can't do it. He said, there's no way you can do that. And, and we always did it. And and my partner in the business was very good at getting the money up front. And one of the techniques was to, well, first of all, ask for it, but also put in your terms, always agree your terms. You have your terms of business in writing. So these are the terms. We'll do this, this and this for you. This is uh, what we're going to charge. There you go. Payment due now. And they read it. And go, okay, so I have to pay now. Yes. Oh, and so most of them would just pay credit card, whatever. Uh, it's always good to have a credit card facility. Most of them would just pay. Some would argue, oh, no, I can't pay. Please, my, my visa. My, they'd always come when their visa was running out next week. My visa's running out next week. Can't pay. You say, well, you know, maybe you find someone else or, or maybe, you know, go home, whatever. And, and they go out. And, you know, within an hour, they'd come back with the payment. I, I think, where, where was that money before? They were lying to us to get us to do the work and then mess us around later. And, you know, once you've got the work done, the propensity to to pay, the motivation to pay reduces. It goes down like that. And then when you have to pay, then you start, oh, why is that so much? Why are you charging me for that? I did, I'm did. i sure I didn't agree with this. And people start arguing with you. Which if you get the payment up front, there's no argument. Now, this is, I'm, I'm also talking about solicitors here. Um, my, my former solicitor always used to do work without payment. It go all the way down, maybe six months down the line when you complete on a property and then a month later you send it out as bill now he hadn't had any money up front he, he, he did have money for some of the searches and that sort of thing but but now modern solicitors now will will get some sort of guarantee or payment up front accountants are the same so so if you're running a small business first of all agree terms in writing get payment if you can in advance and certainly agree when you're going to invoice an invoice promptly. Don't put 30 days on the invoice. Just say payment due now. What do they need 30 days to, to, to send you money for? Don't put that, you know. Um, I'm also dealing with uh, one of my clients right now. Um, she's she's launching into a sort of a design, graphic design business and got her first client. I said, well, you know, what are they paying? She said, well, we haven't quite talked about that. But I've done this brochure for them. I said, why don't you, you you agree the terms? Well, you know, just starting out, you know, I'm not sure. I, I can't charge them too much. I'm, I'm not good enough yet. I said, of course you're good enough. You, they've asked you to do the work. You've done very good work. You can agree terms up front. You know, are you going to get paid per, per hour or per the job? And like, it's been like a month or so now, and she still hasn't got paid. And I said, well, have you invoiced them? No, no, I don't want to upset them. What? You don't upset them. No, well, I'm going to meet them next week and we're going to talk about it. I mean, God's sake, what do you need to talk about? This is the job you you've, you should have agreed this up front. This is your I'm, I'm charging you a hundred pound, two hundred pound, whatever, and 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 these are my terms. I want half the money now and half the money on completion. If they if they say no, walk away, find someone else. You know, because if they're not prepared to pay some up front or for the job up front, they're going to mess you around in the future. And still today, she's you know it's got to the stage now where she doesn't want to hear me talk because every time i remind her oh, sh don't, i don't want to hear it you know that sort of thing it's, it's got to that stage so look make sure you get paid stop doing work for free and um you know don't don't have debts now if you're in debt and you know yourself um th this is probably because you're not getting paid so 
first of all, I'd like to ask you, are you in debt? Are you, are you in any trouble? Because if you are, I've got people who can help you. If you if you need to collect debts, um, th there's a way of collecting debts. Maybe if you've tried yourself, you try to, to chase people and they're not paying you and all that sort of stuff, uh, sending out gentle reminders. Uh, maybe you need some help. Maybe you need someone to, 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 to collect those debts for you. I've got people who can do that. But you can also do it yourself. You can go on to, in the UK, you can go on to, um, I think it's Money Credit Online, My Claim Online. It's, um, if you just search uh, on Google, how to launch a county court claim, uh, it's called Money Claims Online. Or something. I've done, I, I haven't done any for a few years now, but I, I, I've done some, a, a lot in the past. You can launch a county court claim online, but you need to know what you're doing because, you know, if you, if you, uh, launch a claim prematurely without giving them warning you know it can be knocked back if it went to court and and ultimately what will happen is you'll launch the claim uh will go through the money claim online they'll get a letter um if they don't respond to it after a certain time you can press the button and issue judgment against them you don't even have to go to court but if they respond um then the, a court date would be set and then you would go into a county court it could take a lot a long time but a lot of people ignore it or a lot of people will just see the that, that you're serious and then just pay you and then then it's, it's all over but a lot of people ignore it and they get a county court judgment so if you if you're getting these sort of letters don't ignore them because if if they register a judgment against you that stays on your record for six years um, i mean there are ways of unraveling it but it's very it's not easy um but if, just be careful with that uh when, when you've got debt so you know make sure you i mean the, the summary here is stop working for nothing make sure you agree your terms use a system invoice quickly and try and get as much of it up front as you can uh, something on account uh, or all the payment up front uh, just just try and do that don't wait for people to pay you because that's the bane of most businesses life and and the thing is it, it is avoidable in most cases it's avoidable now of course if you're doing a contract with with the nhs and it's worth a million you can't say to them give me a million but but i'm talking about small businesses here that that daily do lots of jobs and don't get paid until you know months later if at all so i hope that's clear to you now um just a, well, a couple of things um I, I had a very successful seminar this week in london uh talking about uh people with with properties that are in their own name and they're now being hit by section 24 george osborne knocking the nuts tax that he he put on people a few years ago and now a lot of people have got properties uh that are, are they're getting the rent in but they can't offset the interest against their their rent and and now this is pushing them into higher rates of tax that they're, they're sometimes it's negative rent you know they're, they're having to pay to keep that property going because it's in their own name now if they were moving it into a limited company there wouldn't be a problem because they then can they they, they can then uh, offset the the interest against the the mortgage uh the rent sorry the mortgage interest against the rent and that's one of the biggest expenses, usually that the mortgage, like any business, you know, if you've got a business loan, you offset the, the, the interest against your, your income. Uh, that's the principle of business. But George Osborne changed all that with this section 24. But the problem is when you move a, a, a property from your name to a company, you're effectively selling it to that company. So you, you there's a chargeable event that takes place, which is capital gains tax. So you'd have to find that. Uh, I think you have to declare it within 16 days and, and pay it within within 30 days. So, it's, it's you know, you've got to pay this pretty promptly now. Um, and secondly, you'd pay stamp duty for the company when you're you're buying the, the property from from you, if you know what I mean, because it's going into another entity. Now, there is a way of avoiding that. And that was what this seminar was all about. You've missed the seminar, unfortunately, but you can still 
contact me if you're in that position and I'll put you in touch with, with the team directly and, and see if they can help you. OK, so so do think about that. Um, and of course, you, you've got options. You can do nothing. You can just suffer it. You can sell the property, but you're going to pay capital gains. You can put your rent up, but will that really cover it? It's not a long term solution. Long term, you've got to do something about it. And having the property in a limited company or company has other advantages. It has other advantages for succession, for, for leaving a legacy, for bringing other family members into it by, by, by allocating shares to them. There's all sorts of advantages to doing that. OK, now, one other thing is that uh, next week I've got the last few a series of, of uh, weekly webinars, which I'm going to change from the new year, Unlocking the Secrets of Financial Freedom, uh, which which will be next, uh, th this Wednesday, Wednesday coming at 8 p.m. But these are the last couple now, so I'll, I'll be stopping these and changing the format around completely. So it's a free webinar, Unlocking the Secrets of Financial Freedom, How to Become Financially Free, How to Get Control of Your Money in Three Simple Steps. Um, uh, these, these are the last couple coming up now. Uh, so, so do check that out for uh, on there. So great to see you. Uh, have a nice weekend wherever you are. And I will see you again on the next podcast. Thanks very much. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 